Welcome to the first episode of the Abraham Watkins podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to give a better insight into Abraham Watkins, the news trends that are going on in the personal industry industry. My name is Jeffrey Atkinson. I'm the social media marketing manager here with Abraham Watkins, and I'm with Benny Augusta Jr., the managing partner of, of Abraham Watkins. How you doing, Benny? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good, good. Well, let's get right into it. How long have you been the managing partner of Abraham Watkins? Well, I'm in my second year. I've been with the law firm as a law clerk and as a lawyer for over 30 years. It's interesting how the firm has developed. And now in my new role, I'm excited about where we're headed and uh, with all the new lawyers and all the new work that we have. It's very exciting. So can you give the viewers kind of a summary of who you are? Well, I'm a trial lawyer. And uh, as a trial lawyer, that means we represent people and individuals and family that have been catastrophically injured or their family members have been killed. And as a trial lawyer, we have to work really hard to get ready for trial. And that's really the key to our success. Okay. And you are not uh, naturally from Houston, right? You are from Puerto Rico. Yeah, I got here in 1981. I went to college in Houston, Houston Baptist University. I then went to graduate school and eventually, after some years teaching, I ended up in law school at South Texas College of Law. And that's when really my passion for the law and what we do every day kind of developed. Okay. Um, and can you kind of share on what's going on with the law firm uh, currently? So well, there's a lot of things happening at Abraham Watkins. Mm -hmm. That's what's so exciting about our business right now. We have an incredible amount of talented lawyers and staff members, individuals that form our firm. We're almost, I think, about 85 folks right now. We have 25 lawyers and a few contract lawyers, almost 30 lawyers overall working every day trying to support our cases and our clients. Um, the beauty, beauty about all this is that we have a family unit. We have a group of people that have come together for the benefit of the clients. And when you have that kind of family attitude, we work harder for each other and for our clients. So between the new lawyers and the business development that we have, we have great business opportunities with great cases. And then something that's new and coming is our new wing to our building. We're very excited about the new wing that's uh, ground is gonna be broken this year in 2022. And we're excited about the future as we see more and more business opportunities coming for us and more and more success as we work hard getting ready for trial. Okay. Well, let's kind of touch on the history of Abraham Watkins, established in 1951, um, coming through the years, different partners have come and gone. Um, where, where do you see the, the law firm going and also touch on the history? Because uh, historically, the firm has not been this big. This is, this is a, a new groundbreaking kind of thing where we're, we're up to 23 attorneys now. Uh, my understanding is up until about two years ago, we only had 12, 13, 14 attorneys. Can you kind of touch on why you and the partners decided to expand and, and add so many attorneys, associates, junior associates? Yeah, when we look back at Abraham Watkins, the history is spectacular. We're the oldest plaintiff's firm in Houston and in Texas. So specializing in personal injury, right? So in 1951, Hill, Brown, Kronzer, Abraham, those four men started this firm. Uh, they were great workers and great lawyers in their own right, and eventually became leaders in our community, legal community. So since 1951, for several years, the firm stayed 
at a pretty small level. I mean, successful trial lawyers making a great name and reputation for themselves. In the 70s, I think the firm grew a bit, uh, and then the building was purchased, which slowed down the progress of the firm, I think, not because of anything uh, negative, it's just more resources were put into the building. After that, in the early 70s, the firm started building again. When I started at the firm, we were only nine lawyers. I was the eighth or ninth, very mm -hmm. small. It stayed around that range, anywhere from eight to 10. I think we build a little more to 12. And at that point, again, because we're a plaintiff's firm, nobody's paying us every month. We have to uh, pay our bills on a monthly basis and settle cases. So it, it kind of changes the dynamic of how money comes in. What really has happened is that in the last 10, 15 years, our firm has escalated its game to cover more mass torts, more larger chemical plant cases and fires, cases all over the country, not just here in Houston. And as we see that happening, having relationships nationwide, having relationships worldwide, having relationships all over Texas with partners, with lawyers and law firms, our business has grown. And it's grown to an extent that for us to be successful, we have to have more lawyers and more staff. And as we continue to do that, we see greater and greater results. But more important, just like it started in 1951, 70 years later, we're still doing it the same way. We do it the right way. When we work these cases, we get ready for trial. We don't get ready to settle. And that's a big plus in our work because clients deserve the best work we can give them. And getting ready for trial succeeds, gives us the opportunity to succeed. And if the case is ready, we may settle. Of course, if we have to go to trial, as we've seen, we continue to get success, whether it's young lawyers or older lawyers or partners, we're getting ready for trial and the cases are getting great results. Okay. And with these new attorneys, um, how is how is their cases, what do their cases kind of look like? Are they all settling uh, automotive accidents? What kind of what kind of categories of personal injury do these new associates deal with on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, it's very important. When the firm started, it was workers' comp and car wrecks, a lot of it. Every once in a while, they would get a chemical plant case. We are in Houston after all, right? Mm -hmm. We would get an airplane crash case. We would get some interesting cases, whether it's trains, or 18-wheelers, and the cases would then be varied. But again, if you have a lot of cases, you need a lot of lawyers to work them. So as we've developed and grown in our workload, we've now added more lawyers. And the lawyers work, again, still car wreck cases, 18-wheeler cases. Then we go into commercial litigation cases. And then the catastrophic, the big ones, whether it's chemical plants or aviation or, you know, multiple injury, multiple party cases. Mm -hmm. And to do that, we have to gain, these younger lawyers have to gain experience. So we have them working some of the smaller cases. So when we get referrals, we don't only get referrals on the big cases, sometimes we get referrals on the smaller car wreck cases. We have a group of lawyers that specialize working on that. Then the lawyers, the same lawyers that are learning to become those trial lawyers of the future, work in teams with us, with the partners, with the senior lawyers. And by working together, we serve each other, serve the clients, and ultimately get the experience that the lawyers need to continue this history of Abraham Watkins. So it's been a very fascinating growth. It's been uh, <clears throat> wonderful to see the young lawyers getting the experience. 
and then more importantly, bringing the results for the clients. And we can see that when we send young lawyers to trial with very little offers, and then they come back with multi-million dollar verdicts because everybody's hungry. Everybody wants to work hard. Even the young lawyers or the junior lawyers want to become the next great trial lawyer. And we have a group of great men and women working at this law firm ready to take care of our clients and ready to go to trial. And a great example of that, I think, is two associates recently went to trial. Um, they were going against a car insurance company where the car insurance company was only offering twenty, thirty thousand dollars and they came back with a six figure, a mid six figure uh, verdict. Yeah, that's a classic example. We took a car rate case that should have settled and the first party insurance company didn't want to pay even though there was coverage for this injured person. They just didn't want to pay. The offers were very low. So we told two younger lawyers, you know what? The only way you get success and get respect is by getting ready and going to trial. So they went to trial with a very low offer and came back with a half a million dollar verdict. And that, a little over half a million. And that is the clear sign that our lawyers will take small cases, large cases, catastrophic cases, working them together in a team to bring success. And I think that you touched on the teams. A good thing here at Abraham Watkins is each partner has a team, but each partner still touches each and every case that comes through the door. Yeah, and that's the personal touch that we have to have. We may be a grown up firm. We may have 70 years experience working, mm -hmm. but we still work the cases from small to large. And the partners are involved, tightly intertwined with what is happening. So when we get senior lawyers working, they have a partner with them. When we get junior lawyers working, we have a partner with them. And then, of course, the partners, all of us, take direct interest in the case. And we are taking depositions, hearings, responding to motions, sending letters, doing everything that has to be done so that that case gets its maximum attention and obviously the best result. All right. And the good thing about the Abraham Watkins partners, all of y'all are board certified. Yes, and that's something that we pride ourselves in. To be board certified means we have gotten to the top 1% of all the trial lawyers in Texas. And it requires not just being a lawyer and not just passing the bar. It takes years of experience, certain number of trials under your belt, and then passing an extra test that's very rigorous, all about personal injury and evidence and procedure. And then once you pass that test, you are board certified in personal injury law as a trial lawyer. And the three partners have that certification here at Abraham Watkins. And I think that's important because I think a lot of um, potential clients, when you're out searching for a personal injury lawyer, you might just see a billboard driving by, you might get a Facebook ad, but you don't know who you're hiring. I think the good thing about Abraham Watkins is that we have a history, we have a track record, we have results, and we have that experience each partner does um, with each, each level of experience with these cases. They're not just two, three-year lawyers that opened up a law firm. Right. And you know, one of the things that a lot of people ask us, uh, we don't advertise. You don't see us out in billboards or in the news uh, advertising. But what we do is we have personal touch with our cases and with our clients. If a client comes in asking for us, they're going to meet us. They're going to see us. And then if they look at the paperwork, who's working on the case, we are working on their cases with a team of lawyers and a team of, team of assistants. And that's the beauty of our practice. Abraham Watkins has distinguished itself 
all these years for having that personal interaction with our clients and more importantly delivering the results because a lot of times we like to say abraham watkins you know real lawyers real trial lawyers real results we say that as a motto but it's because we have a track record that shows it we show that we are real trial lawyers we're not afraid to go to trial on your case but more importantly we bring real results for our clients gotcha I think earlier you touched on a new a new wing going on. Can you kind of share about that? Yeah, you know the law firm uh, sits in our own building. We own the building. The building has been here over a hundred years at 800 Commerce Street, downtown Houston, Texas. And this building is a beautiful historic building. It's been uh, redesigned and and to look like old Texas architecture inside. When you come look at this building, you fall in love with it immediately. But we've grown so much and the growth is good, but with it comes some little bit of pains, right? Growing pains. And the problem is that we have limited space. So we decided to add to our historic building, have a wing that's gonna be on the west side of Commerce. We've gotten it approved by the Architectural and Historical Commission in Houston, which is very important so that it still remains uh, as a historic marker in our city. And that wing, uh, we will have a three-story building attached to the current structure. So it'll all be a large connected building. And in that three stories, we'll have more parking. We'll have two floors of office space and conference rooms that are very important for our work. And then on the rooftop, we'll have a beautiful uh, lookout section where we can look out north and west of the downtown area. And then with a reception uh, kind of area so we can have events and social activities up there. And when is that going to break ground? It's going to break that uh, ground sometime this year, we believe late summer, and it'll probably take 10 months to a year to be finished. We're very excited. We have some renditions that we can show folks on our website. Uh, we have beautiful pictures of it by the architect, and we think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to continue to show the value of having a firm that's been here 70 years or more than 70 years and with lawyers that continue to bring success for our clients. And when you come into downtown off of 45, the first thing you're going to see is going to be our building and our brand new wing. Sounds awesome. Um, I guess getting back into the personal industry, personal injury industry, um, I think a lot of um, viewers would like to know about commercial uh, commercial lawsuits. So a lot of people, when they hear commercial lawsuits, they might think of 18-wheeler. Um, but with the growing number of online deliveries going on right now, especially because of COVID, I think everybody's seen a lot more packages going up and down their streets, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, going up and down the streets with these delivery vans. Can you kind of share on um, what you've seen recently with the uptick of, of these deliveries and uh, some of the accidents that have happened? Yeah, we see a lot of cases that are, you know, motor vehicle accidents. In a city like Houston, in all large cities in Texas and across the country, there's a lot of taxi cabs, a lot of buses, a lot of vehicles, people going to and from work, traveling across the city. More importantly, in a big city, we see now with the new trend in deliveries, we see Amazon, FedEx, UPS, all kinds of deliveries, even for food, right? You order food, somebody delivers you some food, or Uber and, and uh, Lyft. These are vehicles that are 
covered by commercial insurance policies because it's a business. Right. It's not just me, a solo person walking down the street or driving down the street. It's commercial companies, uh, businesses that have to have enough insurance, God forbid, if there's an accident. So what we see is more and more of these accidents, people getting in wrecks or serious injuries with these commercial vehicles. And what this does is that it allows the claimant or the person that's been injured an opportunity to then have a claim and not be so worried, who's gonna take care of me? Who's gonna pay for my bills? Who's gonna pay for my lost income and other damages? So we've seen a lot of these cases coming through. So it's important if you've been involved in one of these car wrecks and you feel that you need help, then someone like Abraham Watkins has the know-how and the tools to protect you. So we're gonna have to not just fight the driver, not just fight the company, but also have an insurance company, a large insurance company that's back there defending them. And you need to be able to learn with your lawyers how to fight and how to have success. So let's say I'm driving down the street. Uh, one of these delivery drivers is looking at their phone because the new technology, they're, they're looking at their phones with the map uh, on the way to their next rat, their next uh, case or the next delivery, sorry. Um, and they hit me. They knock me off the road. They knock me into a ditch. What do I do? What's the first thing I should do? What, what's the process I should follow? Yeah, many people ask us that, this type of question. You know, what do I do if I'm in a wreck? What do I do if I've been sideswiped by a truck or a commercial vehicle like this? It's important that you find a safe place to stop if you're moving. If you've already been hit and you come to a resting point, the first thing is take care of you, the occupant, or your family members. Do not uh, go to the phone unless you need to call 911. First, make sure everybody's safe, and if they need help, call 911 immediately. Of course, if you're not needing 911 or emergency services, then look around. Do not get out of the vehicle until you're safe. If you feel you're in a safe position, of course, get out and then take pictures. Everybody has a phone these days. Take some pictures of the scene of the vehicles, of yourself, of the other driver. A lot of times, believe it or not, drivers are involved in accidents and don't document. Don't take down the time to preserve the evidence. So it's important you do some of that. And then of course, call the police, exchange information, the normal procedure. But first is your health and the health of those with you. Call 911 and then take care of preserving evidence. Okay, well that's great. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are scared when they first get in a car wreck. Even a, a small fender bender, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Okay, so uh, if I get hit by a truck, I need to obviously make sure I'm safe. Um, when should I contact an attorney? After yeah. the hospital, before the hospital? Should I get on the phone with you right away? Should I get on Google? Well, a lot of people uh, call their friends and family members first. And again, it's because we want people safe. Mm -hmm. We want people to know, your family members, what's going on. Sometimes you call your spouse or your parent or your loved one to come to the scene to give you comfort. There's nothing wrong with that. Calling the police or the uh, ambulance obviously very important but after you feel you've gotten the first initial medical treatment whatever it is whether it's a hospital ambulance or just go to your personal doctor after you've gotten that to see how you're doing the next day or two you're going to be more sore more hurt it's a natural body reaction you're going to be more injured you're going to feel worse 
Because at the moment, you have adrenaline kicking in, you have the nervousness, maybe you don't feel everything the first day or the, at the moment of the accident. But usually two, three days, a week later, you feel worse. Your body aches, your back is stiff, a lot of issues come up. If you don't call a lawyer, you're missing out. Why? Because the other side has an insurance company whose investigators, adjusters, and lawyers are working on the case immediately. Because when there's an accident, you need to call and put in a claim or you need to call and let your insurance company know you were involved in an accident. The same thing that happens at a personal level is gonna happen at a corporate level. And the truck driver or the Amazon driver that was involved in this wreck is gonna call his superior, is gonna call his insurance company, and they're gonna all be working to defend them mm -hmm. against you. So the same way you need to act quickly after you feel you're in a stable position with your family and your health and the doctors, you need to call then an attorney to get your rights protected so that you can follow the steps legally, not just medically, but legally to get you the remedy or the recovery that you need. And let's say uh, I am in an accident like this and one of these companies, attorneys or adjusters or somebody contacts me, they send me a letter, they send me an email, they call me, I don't know how they got my information, but they're calling me, they're saying, hey, I heard you're in an accident with one of our drivers, we'd like to offer you this settlement or this amount of money for your medical bills. What should I say? What should I do? Yeah, there's two things, very important things that I want you all to remember. Number one, they represent the other side. They're not representing you. They're not looking for your best interest. So I always suggest do not let them record you. Do not give a statement until you have legal representation or until you've been advised of your rights, number one. Number two, they want to settle and they'll pay you immediately a few hundred dollars if that's what you want. But if you feel you've been injured or harmed worse, obviously if you have medical bills or losses, they're not gonna pay for that without your representation. So you need to make sure you take names, jot down numbers, and then when you talk to your lawyer, you will have the opportunity to examine all that and make the proper decision. Some people wanna settle quick. They feel they're fine. Well, we want you to be healthy, that's number one. But if you're not, or if you're injured, or you need more treatment, or you have losses, that's when the lawyer is kicking in to help. So it's important. You do not answer questions. You do not talk unless you have your lawyer supporting you or advising you. Again, it's just a matter of protecting your rights because the other side has their rights protected and they're defending the case from the get-go. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit. Um, this firm has a long history of representing injured victims with chemical plants. Um, we're obviously in the Houston area. You can't you know, throw a rock without hitting one if you go over on the east side of town. Um, what is your experience with chemical plants dealing with these with these kind of cases? Because I know they're, we hear about them in the news. Um, it's a big story for a day or two, a week, and then you kind of don't hear about it. Um, can you kind of share on your experience what you've seen with these cases and what you kind of deal with on the other side, um, how they try and combat getting around a lawsuit? Yeah, the chemical plant industry or the chemical oil refinery industry is a very important part of the greater Houston area. In fact, the whole Gulf Coast. We see it from Texas, South Texas, all the way through Louisiana, all the way to Mississippi. Uh, these chemical plants serve a great function for our right. infrastructure, for our uh, economic 
you know, boom in the South and mm -hmm. throughout the country. But what happens is that sometimes these chemical plants put operations or profits over safety. And that's the big negative. If, if we all work together, of course, that's great for everyone. But unfortunately, we see that some of these chemical plants that are 40, 50, 60 years old are still functioning at full capacity, 100% capacity, because the owners and the management want to make money. And that's understandable. But you can't put operations first at the risk of putting safety second, because workers are at risk and workers get injured. So what have we seen in the history of 70 years at Abraham Watkins? We have been representing folks that have been injured at chemical plants, fires, explosions, all kinds of events that occur. And what we see is they need, the injured workers need somebody to stand toe to toe with the lawyers for the insurance company and lawyers for these chemical plants. And since I've been around Abraham Watkins, we, the first case I ever worked on was the 1989 explosion at the Phillips chemical plant here in Pasadena, where 16 people were killed, thousands were injured. It was the first big case that I saw Abraham Watkins get involved and work with representing hundreds of people injured. And what we've seen, unfortunately, is a negative trend. In the last 15 years, we've seen more and more of these older chemical plants having failures and explosions and fires. And currently, we represent thousands, many thousands of workers and neighbors of these chemical plants that have been injured one way or the other because of these failures. And it is a difficult thing for our community, but as long as the chemical plants keep on working, and people getting injured, they need lawyers like us at Abraham Watkins representing them to bring them their relief, the remedy, and to give them monies, which is what the Texas law says they can get in exchange for their damages. Okay. So let's say I'm a, I'm a worker. I've been working at such and such chemical plant for 15 years, never been hurt, finally involved in the explosion. I'm hurt. Um, what are the disadvantages of me calling my cousin who's an attorney uh, or my wife's uh, brother who who does personal injury but he's you know got a smaller practice what are the disadvantages of going uh, with one of those other attorneys versus going with Abraham Watkins yeah it's you know any accident that you need an attorney is good to have somebody you can trust so you trust your friends you trust your family members that's important but at Abraham Watkins for many years we've been working in partnership with lawyers that are related to injured people or lawyers that maybe don't have a big practice or have a different practice and combine with us. The disadvantage is that sometimes lawyers practice in many areas of the law and don't specialize and have a specialty in working against these big chemical plant cases. And there's lawyers, sometimes teams of lawyers against us. So the disadvantage is not understanding the inner workings of these cases, not understanding sometimes the science, the the engineering and the experts that are required to get this case ready to win at trial. So sometimes it's not just the injured worker, because we can prove that pretty easy. Most lawyers understand that. But it's litigating the discovery of the case, litigating the engineering of the case, litigating the experts and the expertise that you need to take a big chemical plant company to trial. So the best thing we recommend folks is Look for someone with experience, somebody like Abraham Watkins that has over 70 years of practicing in the state of Texas and in Houston. And then 
if you need to, partner up. If you have a family member or a brother or brother-in-law or a sister, sister-in-law that's a lawyer, you can call them for advice, no doubt about it. But then partner up with somebody like Abraham Watkins so that we can get the best team together to bring you the success that you need. Okay. And what a lot of people, I think, don't think about is if you are involved in one of these huge catastrophic uh, events, is it's very expensive. Uh, it's not like an auto accident. It's very expensive to take on your big chemical plants. They have already set aside in their yearly budget for these kind of events to happen. They've already got their lawyers, team of lawyers on payroll. They've already got their um, the money set aside. So you can't just go with anybody, right? You need to yeah. go with somebody with a history like us who's, who's won before and that has experience taking on these, these big cases because they're two, three, four year cases, right? Yeah, these cases don't get settled overnight. Right. Uh, most of these big chemical plant cases take several years to litigate. And what that means, not only does it take a lot of your time, but it sometimes takes a lot of your money. Mm -hmm. And money, not that we're gonna ask for your money, but it's monies that you cannot earn because you can't work, because you're getting medical treatment, because of course it's gonna take money to get the right experts to prosecute the case. Right. So we have, not only do we have a long history of working these cases, we have a good reputation. And the reputation goes along with the history. That is, we develop these cases, people have our name, the ones that are against us know who we are. Mm -hmm. And then we have the good credibility and connections with the experts that we can hire the best experts across the country to work the cases. And more importantly, at the end, we have the financial ability, the backing of the bank and the backing of the financial institutions to make sure that we no stone gets unturned. Whatever it takes, we're going to go all the way to the end to get success, but also to prove the case. And that takes money. And we have the ability through our resources to litigate the case, no matter if it's, you know, the biggest company or the smallest case. Gotcha. All right. Well, going into the future, I know we're going to start going into different um, parts of personal injury. So I know one focus we're kind of moving on to now is maritime, since we are on the Gulf Coast, and then aviation. And we've had a couple cases in aviation. Uh, I think some people have seen a, a plane accident that just happened recently over at near Hobby Airport uh, last week. So I think uh, Abraham Watkins is going to start expanding into maritime and aviation. Can you kind of share on can share on that expansion a little bit? Yeah, what happens is that uh, we've done through the years maritime cases, aviation cases, but um, because the firm was smaller, it was hard to focus on any one area that much. So you had to work the cases as they came in. I think because we have a larger group of lawyers and we continue to have a great success and reputation in our community, by working one case, it brings another one and then another one. So. The maritime cases have been developed. We've been working those cases. We've had success recently. And so that makes uh, folks, other lawyers and other injured folks in the maritime law area to give us a call. Same thing with the aviation litigation. We've been working a helicopter crash. And by working that case so well, it gave us the opportunity to get a second helicopter crash. So when folks find out there was a fatality, they start looking up who worked the other recent case and they saw our firm so they connected with us again so one case led to the next case 
of course, catastrophic helicopter crash where everybody died, same make and model, same defect. It makes it very convenient for us to have the experts lined up and show the family we've already worked this case and we're ready to move on with the next one. So in both maritime and aviation, I think what it does is it allows us to be knowledgeable, to have the experts on board, and then as we get calls and we get opportunities, we're able to give the families what they need, which is a qualified top-notch lawyer that can work that area of law. And of course, we have, we already got calls from the case that happened in Hobby where the plane crashed. I've been talking to the family members involved there. We have worked and filed suit in the Boeing cases when the airplanes fell and suits were filed against Boeing in Chicago, Illinois. We've been working those cases. So it's a matter of continuing our great effort and our great work and keeping that name of Abraham Watkins at the forefront so people know we do these kind of cases. Okay. And touching on maritime a little bit, maritime, what is that? Is that just uh, I'm driving in my, my cousin's boat offshore fishing or is there more to maritime? Yeah, maritime is a specific area of law that you have to be on a navigable water on a vessel. And sometimes it's a rig, sometimes it's a offshore boat. Offshore rig. Offshore rig, okay. sometimes it's a boat, sometimes it's a dock worker that gets on a boat to do repairs or to do work on the boat. So there's some specifics. If you're a dock worker, that means you're on land. Mm -hmm. If you're on working on a boat and assigned to a boat, then you're a maritime worker. So the law is different depending on the facts. But maritime law is specific for accidents that happens on vessels, in navigable waters, mm -hmm. meaning in the ocean or the lakes or, or different places where workers are on sea, on the water, and then they're injured. So it's very specific to that area of law. Gotcha. All right, Benny. Well, I think it's a good time for us to stop, uh, close down this episode. Thank you for, uh, for joining me on this first episode. Um, but to the viewers, we thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you uh, next episode. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much.